Hi, I'm Juan Pons of the Alpha Mirrorless Show here on the TWIP Network, and you're listening to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for This Week in Photo is provided by the CashFly Content Delivery Network. Send your web content blazingly fast with CashFly. And now, pay as you go. Start with two terabytes free by going to C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com and use the promo code TWIP. This episode of TWIP is brought to you by Photomatics, the easiest way to create stunning HDR photos. Hey folks, coming up this November 27th through December 10th, I'll be taking a small group of 6 to 11 people on an exclusive 14-day photography adventure through the wonderful country of Vietnam in Southeast Asia. This trip will have a strong emphasis on the Vietnamese culture and will be photographing all the way. Oh, and as a bonus, you can help me celebrate my birthday, which is November 28th, in Hanoi. Get the full details and sign up at twip.pro slash Vietnam 2016. That's twip.pro slash Vietnam 2016. This is TWIP, episode 481, Photokina Preview. With the Photokina trade show just around the corner, vendors are polishing up their offerings and teasing us with the next amazing thing that will make us whip out that credit card. DJI has new drones, GoPro has new drones, and even Garmin is entering the fray with an action camera that takes direct aim at GoPro. There are definitely some interesting announcements ahead. It's Tuesday, September 6th, 2016, and this is TWIP. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of TWIP. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. We've got a, I don't know, the show this week is kind of a preview of an upcoming photo show, Photokina. And it, it didn't start out that way. It's just this, all the stories that came in that populated the, our show notes were all about things that, that may probably hit at Photokina. So we're going to be talking about that stuff. And here, joining me to talk about these new and exciting items are Mr. Shiv Verma. Hey, hello, Shiv. Twipami, and hello, Frederick. Hey, good to have you on, sir. And also Mr. Doug Kay from All About the Gear. Hey, hello, Doug. Frederick, Shiv, everybody else. Good to see you all. And the very same. Yeah, this is this is gonna be good. Finally, you know, we're gonna this is this is gonna be a meeting of the minds. We've got World Traveler A, World Traveler B, Gearhead A, timid Gearhead on the Shiv side. Shiv, I say you're you're a timid Gearhead. You're you're more of a uh, I don't know. You're a you're a conservative gear person. Right? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. You're conservative. You're not gonna run out like we were talking before we started the show that you're not running out to buy a drone right now because everyone else is, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> See? Now, Doug, Doug, come on. Did he say just a few minutes ago that I'm not going to buy a drone and now it's I don't know, right? Well, don't See know. that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, there's, there's some stuff that looks pretty interesting, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you mean after this episode you might go yes, buy one? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, all right. Well, then you're not a conservative gear person. Wow. Doug is kind of conservative. Doug, you used to be like gear crazy. Now you're after after this all about the gear experience. You're more reserved in your gear choices. In fact, you re- you regressed back to film for a little while there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Regressive and crazy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I go out oh. now, you know, instead of all this stuff, I say, well, you know, take something like where is it? Somewhere around here. Oh, yeah, like all, all you ever need is a you know six hundred and fifty dollar Rico. That's all you yeah. ever need. You know, yeah. non interchangeable lens. Put it in your pocket. You're done. 
No tripod, no lights, no filters, no nothing. Uh-huh. Look at that. Minimalist. See, you're going minimalist. Absolutely. Like, like Derek Sorry would say, you're you're becoming the nimble photographer, right? I, I'm I'm going to challenge Derek for nimblosity. Oh, <laughs> uh, the nimble I, sort I of dance off here. I, I, I love Derek, but I don't think he can beat going out to a foreign country with just this and nothing else. I dare him. Now, have you done that? Have you gone to Cuba with just just that camera? I'm not saying. I, <laughs> I have gone. I, I go to Cuba. I take two cameras with non-interchangeable prime lenses. That's it. No bag. Changeable prime. Interesting. Yeah. So the Leica, Leica and Q, Oil. and the Rico. That's it. And the Rico, and that's it. And yeah. and extra batteries, and you're good to go. Yeah, I don't even have an extra battery for the Rico. But I have, have you ever have you ever found yourself wanting like, oh man, I could. This would be such a great shot if I only had my fill in the blank. Yeah, I mean, I I go to Cuba. I spend a week or ten days there, and I will maybe have one or two shots that I wish I had a long lens for. But then I say. Yeah, but I would have had to carry it for a week or 10 days. And I said, okay, so I missed that shot. I've got enough good ones, you know. Yeah. And then the, but the other thing is, and that, that's a key point because not to derail the conversation too much, you go back to Cuba often. So if you don't bring a bunch of stuff this one time, you might say, yeah, I'm going back in two months. I'm, I'll grab the shot then and I'll bring different things. But the, for the person that may be going to Cuba for one time only, it's kind of a stretch to say, you know, I'm only going to bring this one little point and shoot camera and call it a day. But I'll give right? you, I'll give you a preview. Yes, you're right. But because I go often, I, I'm tempted to take something that we're going to talk about in this show, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, look at that because, foreshadowing! Because, and it, it's exactly, oh, that's oh, foreshadowing. Oh, oh. It's exactly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I've got to open up that Amazon page. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, but it's exactly. It's I don't ex- want to. I don't want to be left behind. I mean, I got to do something. <laughs> it's exactly like what you say, though. It's I go. I know I'm going back. So if I don't get the shot, I'll get the shot next time. And I'm also leading a workshop, so it's not really about me getting my photographs. It's about right. me giving the best experience possible for the students and the photographers. So um, that's another reason that I don't take much gear because as much as anything, I'm taking pictures of the people who are in the workshop. And and speaking of workshops, both of you guys have some some lustworthy, amazing workshops coming up later. We're going to talk about those later in the show a little bit, but uh, – yeah, suffice it to say, I'm getting back into that wanderlust jealousy mode again. <laughs> it's because, because of both of you. Sounds people. good. Sounds it's good. good, right? It's not bad. I mean, yeah. you know, travel the country, travel the world while we can before you know right. we get banned from going places. All right. So uh, I, I, you know, hope it didn't take you catch you guys off guard, but this story I put it in the ju- this just in section in our show notes. It just I just saw it this afternoon. And it's a rumor from Engadget about a rumor with photos <laughs> about a new drone coming out of DJI called the Mavic, M-A-V-I-C. And this, and I'm going to pull it up here and put it on the screen. I'll share it for the folks that are watching watching the YouTube video. While you're, uh, while you're doing that, do you remember the Sony Mavica? I do remember the Ma- the floppy drive yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I see this thing, I said, the Mavic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't that like twenty years ago? <laughs> it totally was. Yeah. I love that they camera. They left out. They left. They left out the suffix. The that's a at it. the yeah. end. The, uh, that's about okay. it. Yeah. Everything. You know. You know. That's the whole trend. These this this latest five years. Drop words or drop letters. But this one, 
It's interesting because, you know, according to this article, they're appealing to the people that say the drones, today's drones are just too big and too much of a commitment to take around with you. Like, that's what you were saying before we started the show. You know, they're just too big and you want to fly, you want to get those shots, but having a backpack full of batteries and controller and the drone and the propellers and all this stuff, it's, it's too much. That is, that's basically what it looks like they're trying to tackle with this thing. It's 1.43 pounds and it would be DJI's lightest drone, camera equipped drone. And it's, this is all alleged, right? Cause this is, this is a rumor, but they're saying, you know, it, it's small enough that um, you could, you could travel easily with it. So Shiv, I want to throw it at you first. Looking at this drone here, the other one on the screen is, and we can't really get a fully accurate feel for the size, but looking at it and saying it's 1.43 pounds and looking at the size of the propellers, it looks like something that you could easily slip in your camera bag. Would you get something like this? Being a non-drone owner, would this make you consider getting? It's the first time I would consider getting something like a drone because it is, I mean, at least it looks very portable. It's light, and uh, I don't know what the controller is going to look like. Is it going to be another massive box? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it kind of brings up a little desire or a dream that I would like to sort of play out for a product like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it depends on the quality of the camera as well. Yeah, I mean, it says 4K camera, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I think DJI and their new cameras have you know greatly improved. I mean, they're just uh, so much superior to what it was when they first came out. But, you know, if this had a controller, which was basically nothing more than an app on your iPhone, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have to carry another controller with you, uh, you know, maybe have some voice activation and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, it, it is. But despite all of that, I mean, just from a size point of view and the way it sort of compacts, uh, I think this is something that uh, I would seriously consider. Yeah, yeah, same here. I I think it's pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Like, the big one would be battery life. <laughs> you know, cause, yeah, you know, you're gonna carry this thing with you, and you're like, yeah, seven minutes of of flight time is not really worth it to carry another piece of gear. But currently, the Phantoms are at what around twenty minutes, twenty ish minutes, uh, depending on the the health of the battery and the temperature and the, how much the, the rotors are working against the wind and all that stuff. So, you know, it varies. But if they could get it up to somewhere in that range. That would be fantastic, Doug. K, what, what about you? I mean, you're you're like we said before, you're kind of moving into the minimalist range. Is this this uh, no bueno for you? Well, I'm minimalist, but I'm not I'm not much of a drone guy. You know, as I've evolved to be almost 100 percent street photography. I mean, this isn't something I'm going to put it in my pocket and toss into the air in San Francisco or New York City or somewhere like that. So, for my particular photography. Uh, I don't expect that I would get into it, but I'm, I'm not into drones in general. I mean, I, I do some reviews on them. I certainly have experts I turn to, and when I get a chance, I'm going to try and ask people about this one, but it doesn't have a personal allure for me. Not even in like when you're, when you're on your workshops in Cuba to get shots, because that's the thing. We were t- again, we were talking about we should have recorded our pre-show because we were talking about <laughs> before the show. One of the reasons why I don't I don't consider myself a landscape photographer is because I don't it's hard for me to go to a new location and feel like I'm going to do something 
different than that hasn't been done there a million times before. Like even I use the example of the Golden Gate Bridge a lot. It's beautiful. It's iconic. It's amazing. You go there and you're awestricken. But then I put on my photographer hat and I'm, I see a, a giant bubble around it. And in that bubble, there are dots of where shots have been taken before. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and there's no spot for my camera in there. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, from that perspective, Doug, does it, does it like pique your interest? Like I could get some shots that have never been done before in Cuba. You just need to be a street photographer because every shot on the street is a shot that's never been done before and never will yeah. be again. But, you know, my, my ideal shooting is to go out on the street in, uh, you know, with nothing in my hands, no camera bag at all, and a camera in my pocket that I can pull out at any time. I mean, it's, you know, you know, people like Shiv go out and they, they, they will trek to Iceland, they'll go to Tanzania, they'll go to Botswana. And, you know, it's it's a lot of work. And whenever things get, anything gets difficult, street photographers just go for a latte. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're we're... We're really lazy, wimpy people, by and large. I mean, we we work hard on the street for like an hour at a time, and that's it. Yeah. And most of what you do is just, you know, straight out of camera. You don't even bother processing Oh, yeah. It, right? Yeah, yeah. JPEGs. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Are you shooting JPEG or, or raw, Doug? Uh, I shoot JPEG on the Leica quite a bit. Wow. Like a cute. So Shiv, switching gears, when you when you hop on the plane and you're you're off to Botswana, Tanzania, etc., what are you bringing with you out there? Are you a minimalist like Doug? Or are you do you have a you know a pack mule with saddlebags and all that full of gear? I mean, years ago it was like horrible. I mean, two two bags, three bags at a time sometimes. But now it's just one think tank bag, two bodies. Um, How many? Two. Two. You got to take okay. a spare, yeah, yeah. You got to take a spare. But more, moreover, if you're in Botswana or Tanzania, those kind of places, you don't want to be changing lenses. So you put one, you know, focal length or zoom on one, and another focal length zoom on the because other because of the the dust. Yeah, you you just don't want all that dust. And these cameras, uh, you know, since I moved to mirrorless, there's one thing that I do realize: they are dust attractors. I mean, yeah. they love dust. I mean, just yeah. they just suck it in. So uh, yeah, but apart from that. Uh, most field work, I'll go with two lenses and two bodies. Yeah, that's and, it. Uh, huh? And yeah. what, which which lenses again? So a zoom on one and a fixed focal length on the other. No, no, they'll both be zooms. One okay. will be like a twenty-four to seventy equivalent, mm-hmm. and then the other one, which is my my now favorite, the hundred four hundred Leica from Panasonic. Oh, you yeah, have yeah. that. Yeah, that that's got <laughs> all the reach. And and everything that you would ever want for any kind of wildlife photography. Yeah, that lens that lens is out of reach though. Isn't it? That's the it's expensive, right? That's seventeen hundred. Yeah, yeah, pocket change. I, I yeah, think but, I have that but, laying in my my couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but think think about it, and and uh, Frederick for that matter. You had big lenses when you had your Nikon and Canon gear, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. a five hundred millimeter lens cost you. Oh, when I bought it, it cost me five thousand bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, if you want to go and buy one, you'll pay eleven to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So true. for for a product that's giving you hundred four hundred, and it's under two thousand dollars, you can't really complain. Yeah, yeah. And what, what's the speed of that one hundred to four hundred? It's it's not a it's not a fast lens, but none of the long lenses are fast anyway. Yeah, you don't really need yeah. speed when you're shooting long, right? Now. I mean, unless well, you well, well, you need it for to reduce the the 
shutter or shake in the in the right right. I yeah. mean, so you up you up your shutter speed, and you know, now the ISO performance has you know greatly improved. And with the new Panasonic, the GX eighty five, the GX eight, I mean, you've got all that five axis, four axis image stabilization, dual, dual image stabilization. Yeah. 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 So you know, stuff is really good. And uh, you know, the minimalist in me says, you take one more lens. And then you say, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> I know. You know what? I've fallen in love lately, though. The the lens, like the focal length of like 42 to 45 millimeter on the mirrorless, which is around 90. That that focal length. I love that focal length. Uh, especially I have a 45, the 45 macro F2.8, I think it is, that lets you get, you know, you could you could zoom in on a fly's eyelash, you know, <laughs> and then go out and do portraits with a completely bur- blurred background. But the one I'm lusting after right now, I don't have it. is uh, It's a Lumix 42.5 f1.7 or f1.8, I think it is. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. it's one of the those tiny little tiny ones. Lens, yeah. yeah, but it's... Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I just Sorry, actually, Doug. It, it's gear lust. It's gear lust. It's, uh, it's oozing. I want to say one thing yeah. about lenses that I learned... Within the last few years, you know, they say, I use prime lenses because as they say, particularly for street photography, zoom with your feet, you know, get up, move in, move out. Except I found out one thing. If you're a landscape photographer, you might die if you do that. (laughs) You can, you know, if someone says, just take a step back, you might fall off the cliff. So, uh, uh, unless you have a drone. So, you know, when I, in the days of landscape, I learned the real value of zoom lenses. It's not for street photography. It's for when you need to frame the shot and you can't get to where you would otherwise want to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She might have a different perspective, but I understood. I learned why, I learned why zoom, zoom with your feet doesn't always work. No. And particularly if you're doing wildlife, um, you won't get, you know, put into a situation where you'll fall off the cliff, but you might just get eaten. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that that would probably ruin your day, right? There. Yeah. yeah so. Well, guys, this next this next story I want to talk about kind of fits into the zoom lens thing. So DJI again, next story. Uh, recently, uh, I guess about a week or so, a week or so ago, announced the Osmo Plus, which is the next version of the Osmo. I have one sitting back there somewhere. Yeah, right there. So the next version of that guy, which has zoom on it, it has a you know a zoom feature on it and some other enhancements in there so they're kind of up in the ante on the handheld stabilized camera thing and then a couple of days ago they made another announcement the osmo mobile which is essentially a handle a stabilized handle but without the camera on it and instead of the camera you put your iphone on it so it stabilizes and we've seen this before there are lots of companies that have these stabilized technologies but this is for your phone this is the first one i've seen that has a feature that i've been wanting on that one and that's where you can have it you can have it track something so you could be standing in front of the camera draw a little box around your face and it, and move around and it will track you <laughs> as you move around the scene so you know kind of eliminating the need for a cameraman i think that's really good for people that do lots of youtube stuff and and you know themselves on camera where you don't want to necessarily you know have another person there or you don't have the opportunity to have another person there holding the camera you can do that Doug K this the the Osmo Mobile and the Osmo Plus it's kind of a new category at least for DJI these kind of stabilized handheld cameras have been around forever but now DJI is kind of trying to own that space what do you think about these are they gimmicky or are they necessary well first of all did you see this video that's going around 
about a guy who runs up to people with selfie sticks and a big old big pair of pruning shears and snap. Oh yeah, chomping the st- yes, yes. I love no. it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He runs up to tourists. I love it. Runs up to tourists <laughs> with selfie sticks with his big pruning shears and he cuts the selfie sticks and runs off and his accomplice is videotaping this whole thing. And like, does he give them like a, like 50 bucks or something no, he for runs damaging off their property? They, they may or may not chase after him. I love this because I, I'm in the, I hate selfie, selfie sticks category. Let me say that. Yeah, yeah. However, having said that, Uh-oh. having said that the Osmo mobile is the product I may take to Cuba. Oh, now, it's not, that. it's not a selfie stick in that it's not a long thing. Yeah. In my previous life, I come from the world of cinematography mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the very early days of Steadicam before they were called Steadicam. And this thing is awesome. And it's only yeah. it's only like 300 bucks. You use your iPhone or your Android phone with it. And to be able to, again, to document the workshop, not not to take, oh, I might use it for other things too, but to document what's going on and to make a nice video out of it. This is really cool. It's got great controls on it, the buttons, the way it's it, done right. The way yeah. it works with the phone, like you say, the tracking, um, but the way you can also control the phone's camera from the handle. It's got these. It's got really. It look. I mean, I haven't seen one in, in person. Yeah. I haven't touched one, but the demos look great. Uh, and for three hundred dollars. Adding this, yeah, it's add, almost an Uber. It makes me want to sell that one. To be honest with you, yeah. it makes me because. That one, you know, you have to put your iPhone on it, and it, you know, connects through Wi-Fi. This one, looking at the specs, one of the things that I don't like about that one is that whole, I don't know why these camera manufacturers got into their heads that connecting through Wi-Fi is the way to go. So this one, you have to pair it. It makes its own little Wi-Fi bubble. Then you connect your phone to it, and then now you can see it and, you know, all that, which is okay, you know, if you're not in a hurry, or in, and there's not a whole lot of other a whole lot of other wireless traffic around, but if you had a trade show like I was at trying to use that, y- your results may vary. This new guy, the Osmo Mobile, connects through Bluetooth. Hallelujah! So now it's just it just works, kind of like you're watching your phone. You know, it just it just connects. Yeah, it should well, be, it should, allegedly. Yeah, it should yeah. pair much more quickly and, mm-hmm. and without pain. I, we don't know yet, of course. We don't but, know yet, uh, and I don't really need. I don't need the zoom for that. That. You know, iPhones, the equivalent of about 28 millimeters on a full frame camera, mm-hmm. which is what I shoot with anyway. I'm always shooting 28 millimeter. But to be able to get up high, down low, it has a great time lapse feature. You can put it on a tripod if you have one. It'll do panning for you. You can program the During pans. the time lapse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, it looks like a really fun thing to have. And yeah. for uh, for once, it's a uh, a gadget like this. It may actually get me back into shooting video. And I haven't shot. I've done, I did one video in Venice that lasted eleven minutes, and it was one take. And other than that, I haven't <laughs> shot video in twenty years. Shiva, have you yeah. added this? Are you gonna? Is well, this the, on the, your list? Yeah, to, to be honest with you, if tomorrow is real, and the iPhone seven comes out with all the rumored features, uh-huh. now this thing becomes even more enticing. Exactly. So, yeah. you, know, you know, it's it's got some incredibly neat, you know, capabilities. And in the tracking part, I was trying to look for, you know, if you're trying to do, let's say, a time lapse, can you actually set or a predetermined path that it would take yeah, during the time lapse? Yeah, you say start here and in there. I don't think you can do any, you can't do a sine wave or anything, but you can right, do a, a, right. a B. 
But I'm sure that's going to come. I mean, you know, and the, the, the fact is that once you have the iPhone and the Osmo coupled together, it doesn't preclude third-party app developers for, from developing apps that would incrementally make this thing yeah, something yeah. amazing. And so, yeah. so, yes, it is a very exciting product, and I think the price point is perfect, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I've I I already know about three people that have ordered them four now with Doug K. <laughs> Maybe five. Would you? Maybe five. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna order one. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sell that one because this makes more sense, especially if you're on the road like you guys and me increasingly on the road with. And so every little pound counts. So taking that Osmo with its camera is a commitment, you know, it's not that big of a commitment considering the kind of footage you can get out of it, but wouldn't it be great if I could just use my phone, right? I can just use my phone and get a similar kind of footage and do all kinds of other things like stream to Periscope or Facebook Live or whatever whatever I want. All the apps that I already use on my phone, I can I can use them but in a stabilized manner. Yeah, and you can yeah. do you can do your post production right there on the phone. Yeah. It yeah. looks like it's gonna be small enough to fit in an over the shoulder bag, which is what I oh, you yeah. know, messenger bag. Yeah. Um and again I don't want the complexity of a zoom. I don't need that. You know, who if you're you're doing this thing and you're holding this thing, you don't want to be zooming really, most likely. Yeah. So uh, I think this is an excuse for people like if you're considering upgrading your phone when Apple announces whatever they announce, this is a reason why you would want to get the highest capacity phone that you can get the most amount of memory. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be shooting video in 4K, don't cheap out and go with whatever the cheap one they have is. Wait a little while and get the more expensive one with the, with the larger memory footprint or you'll be sorry. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Very good advice. Yeah, go for yeah. the biggest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because yeah. yeah, I wish I, I wish Apple would just like, be, yeah, be nice about it and and let us put a micro SD card in these phones like Android users have had for, you know, ever. Wouldn't it be great if you could just go buy a 128 gig SD card and stick it inside micro SD, stick it in and go, like that's maybe, but maybe we'll get that tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, the plus, the, you know, the plus size iPhones are really nice, especially when they're they're convertible. You know, you can also do this. Oh yeah! Oh yes! <laughs> for but those, you're not a for geek, those, Doug. You're for, not you're uh, not a geek at for, all. For those for those who are who are listening to the podcast, I have a Roloflex case on my iPhone. Is that a case or a sticker? No, it's a case. It's a six. Nice. Somebody said get a Roloflex for only six bucks. Look at that! Yeah, see, I'm boring. I just have the normal Apple leather case, which has saved my phone about 500 times. So, <laughs> so. As, as soon as this show's over, I'm going to go see if I can buy one of these things before we publish this thing and all the trip listeners beat me to it. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be sold out. It'll be sold out. Yeah, but the thing is you can only buy it from the DJI website. And I've had, I've had, what's, what's, a, what's a good politically correct way of saying it? I've had less than optimal purchasing experiences through <laughs> buying through the DJI website. Yeah, but you just, In fact, my, you made me my think Phantom I purchased, I purchased through Amazon. I have, you know? I have a friend. Ah, there we go. Well, I might hit you up on that one, Doug. <laughs> I, my, look, Siri, Siri was listening to me and she says, I don't know what you mean by experiences by DJI. <laughs> like, nobody's talking to you, Siri. So I don't know. Yeah. So Doug, we get we can compare notes. I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get this mobile as well. Shiv, we should do a follow up show. All three of us will probably have these things, and we'll we'll talk yeah, about the pluses yeah. and minuses. Experiences with the Osmo Mobile. 
Yeah. Yep. Going yeah, global so, with Osmo. You know, you, you talk about how much money people make you spend. Look what you're doing to people. I mean, what, <laughs> I'm doing a public service to people for people. And then, is, then they Osmo. And now I mean, tomorrow, what, what it may good be is the money? IPhone. What good <laughs> is money sitting in the bank gathering interest? No one needs that. You know, you should you should be right. spending it, enjoying your life. You're never going to be this age again. Enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> bank's not going to like you because there'll be no money left in them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, we're we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about GoPro, and it looks like they're getting ready to announce some hardware of their own in the drone space. We'll talk about that in just a second. This episode of TWIP is brought to you by Photomatix. Photomatix Pro is the industry-leading software for HDR photography, offering a wide range of effects from the most natural-looking to highly artistic and surreal, along with the best in alignment of handheld photos, advanced ghost removal, and much more. Are you new to HDR photography? Well, you should check out Photomatix Essentials. It's for those that are new to this technique. It's got a simplified workflow and built-in guidance for bracketing your images, and it still has the strength of Photomatix. And brand new to the Photomatix lineup is Photomatix OneShot. It's an extension for Apple Photos that adds Photomatix magic to single exposures. Download your free trial today. The trial does not expire and it just adds a Photomatix watermark to the final image. It's perfect for getting your feet wet and trying out the technique everyone has been talking about. HDRsoft.com has video tutorials and other resources to help you get started. Just head over to HDRsoft.com and click on download. That's hdrsoft.com and click on download. Photomatix Pro, it's the easiest way to create stunning HDR photos. All right, guys, we are back. So this next story, GoPro. We've been talking about GoPro for about a year and a half. And, you know, with their ups and downs in their stock price, we did a show where we were talking about kind of, they made, I don't know if it was a mistake, but they they made a product that was so good that no one had to replace it when they, when they announced a new version. So they saturated the market, and then everyone's like, oh, I don't really need two of these things, you know? So they got hit with that. And then we saw the, the rumors, uh, actually the CEO announced it, or actually was talking about the fact that they were working on a drone, and then they went silent. We didn't hear anything else about it. Well, now... Uh, from Premium Beat, we see leaked images of their new Karma drone, K-A-R-M-A, the Karma drone, Hero 5, with a stabilizer on it. So it looks interesting. You know, they're very the, – it's, it's a rumor, right? So we, we haven't seen anything, but it's apparently – apparently they're going to be doing an announcement on this on September 19th, which is in line with what event, Shiv, what's happening? September oh, Photokina. Photokina, yeah, another Photokina announcement. So GoPro, hopefully, they're going to put something out that's strong. The, the thing I worry about with this, with all the with these other companies entering into the drone space, is DJI was really smart, and they made they they are sitting on a bunch of patents regarding how their drones operate and things that can and can't be done without their permission. So I wonder if someone like GoPro coming in late to the game can make something as good as as what someone could get for a similar price from, from DJI. Shiv, what, what do you think? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think hopefully they've, they've paid for the patents and it's not going to become another patent war. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you, you look at the video that they had published, or oh, this was when they first started talking about the new drone that they were going to come out with and they sort of deleted it and you couldn't see it anymore. 
And then they call this thing karma. And, and karma has a strange, you know, sort of meaning. And if you look at the ad with the little Volkswagen bus and the big one riding over it, yeah, they don't yeah. they don't show you if the little one survived or not. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not so sure about the karma piece. But anyway, um, you know, they, they, they talk about this drone and they, I, I don't see too much about, you know, it's controllers. I don't see too much about what kind of camera. Maybe there'll be a GoPro 5 in it. But, um, you know, that's probably one way of see there there it goes and then <laughs> yeah, it goes yeah gone. what happened to the drone yeah <laughs> so uh I, i'm i'm not so sure but i think i think from a camera point of view gopro really has to do something if they want to uh you know get people to upgrade yeah um you know that's that's i think that's the biggest issue that most people are wrestling with there's nothing enticing enough to upgrade to yeah, and um, is it is it an upgrade? You know, but th- then again, maybe they're going. Uh, and this is all speculation. Maybe they're going after going after a completely different space. Whereas, it looks like DJI and Unique and those those kinds of companies are going after the amateur cinematographer. And you're making movies and you know and photography. You know, because the they put as much emphasis on still photography as they do video in many cases. Maybe DJI is going after I don't know the action cam space. You know, people that already have their action cameras and you're looking for a way to breathe new life into it? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I kind of sometimes wonder whether uh, a lot of the damage has already been done and and maybe you know, if they want to, just move into the drone space. Forget about cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting story. I hope, they, I hope someone does a documentary about this because just how... DJI and GoPro were best buddies for a while, and then, you know, they hit that split when DJI decided, hey, you know what, why are we paying these guys? Why don't we put our own cameras on, the, on our aircraft and take all the money, and, you know, and, and here we go. And now you fast forward, GoPro is saying, hey, we need to put something in the air, and they're going to, you know, now they're going head-to-head again, so... Well, I mean, the GoPro always had competition. I mean, if you look at it, you know, Olympus had a product that was kind of an action cam. Sony had a whole series of them. Uh, so, so there was a there was a competitive market. I mean, they they were not the only player. And so now, what's happened is that with DJI, they've got drone and camera integrated, and they've done a very good job of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have a good integrated product you definitely will have a better market share. So yeah. the question comes up, is GoPro's camera and the GoPro drone going to be beautifully integrated? And now will they give DJI a competition? Yes or no? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I know. And, and is it, like you said, is it too late? <clears throat> is it too little too late? Unless, you know, maybe this is going to be something fantastic that we never before knew about and like, oh my, look at this. They've, they've revolutionized the space. Then, you know, it'd be interesting. But... You know, DJI and those DJI Unique and those other companies, they've got a pretty big lead on this. So, you know, I don't know. Doug K, what about you? I mean, does this tempt you as much as you got tempted by the by the Osmo Mobile? Well, I'm not sure that's the right question to ask me. (laughs) No, I'm not tempted by the Jones. But a couple of things. First, there's a thing about names today that. That yeah. video of the large and small Volkswagen bus and the fact that it's Carmo with a K, it reminds me of Carmen Ghia. 
You know? Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's right. the Volkswagen yeah. Carmen Ghia. I just, I don't know, probably has nothing I remember to do that, with yeah. It. Anyway, you know, um, GoPro had the hottest action camera. I mean, they were they had the market all to themselves at first, but then, as Shiv said, everybody else, Sony, Nikon, everybody's got these little cameras now. You've got a bunch of them, I think, Frederick, as I remember. Yeah, um, yeah. DJI just killed the uh, the drone market, and you know they have very loyal customers. They make great products, and they've continued to be aggressive about making better and better drones, and uh, making drones that fit a wider range of use cases, everything from the amateur to the pro. Uh, and the fact is that I think most people look at this and they say that the camera is an accessory to the drone not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And therefore I would agree. And, yeah. Yeah, and therefore um you know you 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 know you you pick your car uh before you pick your tires. You don't pick the tires and say what kind of car am I going to go with. So uh, I think the loyalty is going to be to DJI. Um I mean they make a they make a drone that has a micro four thirds capability. You can put a, a micro do. four thirds camera on a DJI on the Inspire 1 now. So yeah. Um, I don't, you know, GoPro's had a bunch of missteps in their own market, let alone the drone market. So I think I don't, I I don't have a lot of faith because I think DJI is continuing to exceed and excel in the market that they pretty much created for themselves. Yeah, no, no, I think you you hit it on the head, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's good to see this competition in the space because I'd hate for, you know, we we to declare DJI a winner, and you know, then they slow the pace of innovation down because they're the only ones to go to. Yeah, but they were, but at the they same were time, smart enough to keep innovating even when they were pretty much the only player in town, and that yeah. that's a difficult thing to do. You know, you have a successful product, you start slowing down the releases of your future products. You don't want to cannibalize your existing product line. They didn't do that. They kept going, uh, yeah. and so you know, if I look at my my old. Um, Hero, whatever it is, Hero, whatever model I have, three or four, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's not that much different than the new ones. So, yeah. you know, there yeah, you go. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and you gotta, you know, on the DJI side, not to make this a fanboy DJI show, but they, they, and speaking with Eric Chang, who used to work at DJI, he said that the the CEO and owners of DJI are big fans of Apple. And a lot of that shows in their packaging and how, you know, I don't know about how they roll out products because they don't quite have that Apple panache yet. But but the packaging and the attention to detail and that sort of thing kind of shines through, which makes you feel like you're getting a premium product when you spend that amount of money for for something that could easily slide into the it's just a toy range. I don't know. Apple-esque. Apple-esque. But, you know, one other thing, Frederick, that DJI, I believe... Uh, is capitalizing on is the technology that they've developed. Mm-hmm. They're extending it to other things. I mean, the Osmo is really what it's an extension of their you know electronic gimbal, and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a great tool for now people with cameras who don't necessarily need a drone. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. And I look at I look at my drone when I first got it. It was. 
you know, it obviously it was I had been marinating in the Kool Aid, so I just wanted a drone. So in the first, you know, my first six month, five, three, five, six months of owning it was just about flying and learning how to fly it without crashing my investment. That was. You know, the photography is secondary. And only now, you know, I'm not even a year into it, but only now am I feeling more competent and feeling like, okay, now I want to go get a shot. I want to get a photo. And and my beginning adventures were all video. Most of the things that I shot were all video because I'm like, you know, I want to see the motion from this perspective. And only now am I shifting back to still photography. I know some photographers that have only shot stills with these things, you know. So now I'm moving back to that, and that's that's becoming more important, which, Doug, like you said, will probably lead me down the path of wanting something that can accept Micro Four Thirds lenses on it so that I can use the lenses I already have, or at least some of them, um, and put those in the air. But, yeah, it's an interesting time that we're in. So to continue the discussion on GoPro, so GoPro can't catch a break, right? So they're they're grasping for straws on the with this karma thing that they're going head to head with the giant that is DJI. But now Garmin is coming after them. Garmin are the folks that are known for these for GPS trackers and, you know, those sorts of things. Now Garmin is jumping into the action cam space with a competitor to GoPro and the added features to their well, they did a couple of things. So they're jumping in. They created a camera that, and I believe if I'm looking at it right, yeah. So they they created a camera that has voice control, which which GoPro doesn't have on their Hero line. They GoPro standardized the mount, so they have a mount that works with GoPro accessories <laughs> and a bunch of a bunch of other things. And I'm, I, if I was them, I'd probably price it a little bit cheaper to make it make more sense to get this thing, Doug. What's what's a poor GoPro to do? They own the action cam market, and now it's like, hey guys, you know, we're still here at the party. Is it is it like that, or am I reading it wrong? Well, no, it's like we. I mean, uh, until I saw this article, I had no idea that Garmin was in this business. Yeah, I thought. I I mean, I I used to own an airplane that had Garmin GPS in it. You know, very expensive stuff. But a real a real airplane, real airplane. Yeah, yeah. You could get inside. Okay, (laughs) great, great great stuff. But you know, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars per unit, right? Really expensive stuff. But you know, you know, when Apple and uh, Google came out with GPS support and apps, the the idea of having a dedicated GPS unit, handheld or for your car, went away. I mean, we all just use our phones, right, or our iPads, even. So mm-hmm. I thought Garmin was almost dead. Uh, you know, I guess they still have dedicated GPSs for backpackers and things like that. But anyway. Yeah, I have one. I have an old Garmin, which is like it, it does what an app does. Yeah, you know, exactly. Phone. Exactly. <laughs> so. uh, instead of that dedicated thing, you know, for two ninety nine, or I can, you know, $2.99, I can get the app or whatever it is. So this one caught me by surprise. Um, the, the thing that intrigues me about this is this voice control thing? Yeah. Uh, because for I'm I'm just very intrigued. I don't I don't know anything about it. Let me say that. But I'm speculating, and as I think about yeah, it, yeah, because we haven't had one. We haven't we haven't held yeah, any we haven't of these devices one, yeah. yet. So the yeah. idea is that let's say you have a helmet mounted camera, and you're doing some you're skiing or you're doing some activity where you can't use your hands. I think voice control can potentially be very, very powerful for an app like that, for a camera like that. So I I worry about wind noise and is it going to be able to work or not? But there are a lot of places where you you have to be hands-free. 
And so I think voice control is a very, very interesting concept. Oh, and it's got three axis image stabilization mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, but I believe it's I believe it's digital. It's I don't I think it's it's a it's electronic. It's electronic. So you're, oh, it's, okay. it's okay. a very limited. You know, it's only image stabilization to the extent that they can push pixels around. They're not moving a sensor or moving a lens. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I want to see it. I mean, and again, this is. This this seems like it seems bad for GoPro, but this is competition, right? So Sony Sony was in the space, and now they're showing it on a drone too. This is they're in trouble. So Sony was Sony came in with their action cam and went after GoPro, uh, and then they had the whole drama with DJI losing losing the the coveted space of the mount on the on the drones, and now Garmin is waking up and going after that space as well. I don't know, Shiv. What's what's going on here, man? It, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, Competition is good, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about it, right? You've got Garmin. Uh, they're losing their market share as far as cars are concerned. They're still into boats and planes and all that good stuff. And then they went into the fitness market and you know, all the Fitbit competition. And they're doing very well. I mean, the Garmin products are, you know, selling just as well as Fitbit or any of the other products. So that's, mm-hmm. you know... And now this, and what I like about it is the fact that, yes, you've got voice control. Question for you, Frederick, is do you name your drones? You know, I, I actually did name my drone. Okay. <laughs> I only have I mean, one. I have one. Would yeah. you like to know the name of my drone? No, 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 no. I think yeah. what Garmin should do is they should allow you to name the camera so that you can uh, you know, talk to your camera and not talk to everybody uh, else's camera. Oh, yeah. Like, like hey, her name starts yeah, with an S. Whatever. Yes. So, you know, instead of, okay, Garmin, take picture, you know. There was how many garments are out there? You know, are people going down the ski slopes and all the garments start taking pictures. I mean, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be, so, yeah. and maybe it's maybe it's tied to your voice. Yeah, Who maybe knows? it is. Maybe it is. But I mean, that that requires you know a whole series of training and voice recognition and personalization. But you know, yeah. just naming would be good. But I think from 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 a logical point of view, what they're doing is great because they put a, you know, this is part innovation. They put a feature in there. That is really needed. So you don't have to set your camera and start recording before you initiate your activity. Your activity can start when you see an opportune moment that you would like to take a video off or you'd like to take a still off. You command it to do so. Whether it, And as Doug said, sitting on your helmet or sitting at the front of your ski or you know wherever it's been tied to. Yeah. So wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great though? Wouldn't it be great? Notwithstanding Garmin, Garmin, wouldn't it be great to have voice control in all of our cameras? Like, wouldn't you like to have your let's talk to your Lumix camera and say, yeah, uh, long exposure mode, or change my shutter speed to one two fiftieth of a second, or something like that? You know, that would be great. You you know what the biggest complaint people have about mirrorless cameras and cameras in general? are the tabbed menu systems, right? You've yeah. got to go find it. Where is it? But if you could command it, that would be great. I mean, that's as I said in the beginning, one of my dream things would be, can I have a drone with a camera that I can just talk to, say, turn left, bank right, you know, whatever, and it all happens? That yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think all that stuff is coming. It's, it feels like we're right on the edge of all this voice control user interface stuff because before it seemed kitschy and kind of new like i had some of my older the a car that i used to have like i don't know four years ago had voice control in there where you could say 
you know, you could set your GPS destinations and you could talk to it and set the temperature, but it, it never really worked right. It was always easier just to do it yourself. And now we're getting to the point with these with these voice recognition algorithms like in Siri and in um, the Amazon Alexa, Alexa and Google's coming on and Apple's coming out with their with these kind of technologies, they actually really work. Like my Amazon Alexa really, really works. And it, it works so well that it's become part of my daily routine. So I just talk to it, set timers, ask it questions, kind of like, you know, Jarvis for Iron Man. It just it just works. <laughs> it works. And I like it. And I, now I, the problem is, much like touchscreens, like I, I talk about Sony cameras not having touchscreens, you don't miss it until you've had it. So now... With my Lumix cameras, they all have touchscreens, and I know how to get around. Now every camera I touch has to have a touchscreen on it. And now I'm starting to feel that way about voice control. I want to be able to talk to things where it makes sense. Like, I can talk to my Xbox. How come I can't talk to the oven? I want to say, hey, set the temperature to 45, you know, 425 degrees, you know, and set a timer for 15 minutes, you know. How come I can't do that? I think but, that that's where things may yeah. be going. I mean, refrigerators tell you when your eggs are about to rot. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Mine tells me by issuing a smell. <laughs> and then I know. And then I buy new eggs. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just found out, Shiv, you're probably a cook. Both of you guys are probably cooks. I just found out the way that how you find out if your eggs are safe to cook. Do you know, you know what the trick is? Don't crack them. <laughs> No, no. You put them in water, and if yeah. they float, if they float, then they're no good. If they it's don't gone. float, yes. yeah. If they don't float, then they're they're good to eat. Yeah, so. there's enough gas that's built up inside for it to float. <laughs> yeah. In other words, if they don't, if they don't, if they haven't fermented inside the shell yet, then they're okay to eat. I can just uh, I can just see the world. First of all, I have an Amazon Alexa. The problem is, I also have a niece named Alexa. So every time we're talking about my niece, she comes alive and wants to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, interjects. I got to tell you, this is part of the new world here because remember when mobile phones first became popular and we couldn't figure out why people were walking down the street talking to themselves, right? So so now we've adjusted to that, right? And then, then a month ago, everybody was walking around bumping into everybody else because they were playing Pokemon Go. Right, and now not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody. Well, I w- I went out one day and decided I was just going to photograph people playing Pokemon Go, and I did not run out of subjects. Oh god! But now yeah. people are going to be walking around talking to their cameras. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or talking to everything. Yeah, talking to your camera. Gonna, talk to your car. Talk right. to your computer. Yeah. Okay, Sony. Now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I want to. I I think I called this a couple of years ago. I want to. I want to go on record, and I don't remember the episode of Twip. Maybe a Twip listener will find it. But uh, I mentioned that I have Siri in my phone. How come I can't have it on my Mac? Right. Yeah. And now we have Siri. At least the next version of the OS, it's coming to the Mac. I also said, how come I can't have Touch ID on my MacBook Pro so that I can unlock my MacBook Pro like I can unlock my phone? It just seems like it makes. Yeah, sense. A friend of mine had the best thing though. You know how you have those Amazon buttons where you can order toilet paper by pushing the button. Yeah. Right. He wants me to have one that says Leica. <laughs> so every time yeah. you push the button, they send you a new Leica. Hey, by the way, Doug, they're opening a Leica store here in Boston. I heard that. That's very exciting. Look at that. Very exciting. Doug, have you gone to the have you gone to the Leica store in San Francisco? I, I'm there every time they have a new exhibition. Yeah, I got I bought wow. my camera there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful store, isn't it? No, it's it is great. Beautiful. It's great. And, and they have great, they have great uh, lectures and a nice gallery. All right. All right. Well, we're completely off topic here. So the Garmin Verb Ultra 30, that's the name of this camera, the Garmin VIRB Ultra 30. It's available now. You can go buy it now for 500 bucks if you're sick of waiting for GoPro to release that Hero 5. You can go check it out. We'll link to it in the show notes as we will link to all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah, but my, my Osmo Mobile will be here next week. I just ordered it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Doug, spending money, hand over fist. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Speaking of spending money, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, you guys are going to share with me your picks of the week. All right, guys, it is time for the picks of the week segment. You guys know the deal. You can pick something and recommend it to the TWIP army as long as it is somehow related to photography. Doug K., I'm going to let you go first only because I bought this thing Based on you putting it in the show notes oh, already. Already? Jeez, you're yes. fast. You're fast. Well, well, you know, yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> oh, oh, you already oh, had it. Oh. You already had it. All right, for the folks that are like thinking, okay, tell no, us what it is already. No, but the problem is mine is only USB 3, and Doug's has got the 3.1. Woo-hoo. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the one that will show up at my house soon has 3.1. That's right. Well, Doug, this one costs $5 more. So I get a lot of questions about gear, given that I do the All About the Gear show. And one that I get often is, what card reader should I get? And uh, I have not done an exhaustive study, but I'm like everybody else, and that is I plagiarize, meaning that I read all the reviews I could find, and I did a lot of research. And like Shiv, I have the old one, which is the USB 3.0 version of the of the Transcend TS RDF8K in this case. And it's a very good card reader. It's very fast. But Transcend has, you know, we now have these... Um, uh, uh, these UHS-2 SD cards. UHS-2, you can tell the cards because they, they have an extra row of contacts. Uh, and they're faster. Uh, and this is a card reader that at USB 3.1 speeds will unload your card or upload it to Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever. It's only $20. The old one's only bucks. $15. Uh, and I found it, uh, I know Shiva may have the same, hopefully the same experience, but I found it to be very fast. Now, the question is, what about cameras? Well, if you research it, you find that relatively few cameras have a UHS-2 uh, card slot. I mean, it'll work in the thing, but it won't take advantage of the UHS-2 cards. Uh, and if you get a fast enough card, your 4K video will record anyway. However, when you get home and you want to unload, upload the card then having a UHS-2 card and a UHS-2 rater makes a big difference because you will be able to transfer files into the computer at a much higher speed. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. One of the main... You, this couldn't have come at a better time because, as you'll see in my pick of the week, or one of my picks of the week, um, I've been shooting a lot of video lately and taking the SD card out of this device that I'm going to talk about in my pick and putting it in my Mac and copying the footage off takes forever the the reader inside the retina imac for some reason doug i don't know if you've had this issue but the the reader is about as slow as it could possibly be and it's well you know with the possible exception of the macbook pro 13 inch reader (laughs) they're just dead slow so i'm like okay it's time for me to buy a real reader and put it on my desktop because this one is not cutting it 
So, and then you put this in the show notes. So yeah. thank 20, you very 20 much. bucks. And I'm, I, you know, I've ordered one. I don't have it yet, but I'm expecting it's going to make a big difference. And I do have some UHS to, uh, uh, to, uh, cards, which I will then be able to upload at higher rates, especially with, it's either like you say video or, you know, the Sony, uh, a seven R two with its, you know, 42 megabyte, sorry, 42 megapixel files. They're big. Yeah. Yeah, big. Yeah, and then you got a you got a budget. For me, I was I don't even think I was shooting 4K. I was shooting I was shooting 1080 at 60 I think it was 60p. I don't know. I was shooting 1080 with the device I'm going to talk about and for maybe a 15 minute clip of 480 video copying it from a, a reasonably fast SD card because you have to have an SD card in the device I'm using, a fast SD card. Copying it from that with the internal reader on my Mac took on average about seven to ten minutes to copy that off and it's like you know that's almost real time <laughs> so, <laughs> so i need it, something it, a little faster <laughs> it's a, a one for one copy yeah yeah it's like come on yeah, and for some on, for some reason for those in the u.s this thing is cheaper at bnh than it is at amazon that's not always the case but I, when i checked the prices mm-hmm. today it was cheaper on bnh how much cheaper uh, i think it was about five bucks five oh, bucks yeah, yeah. Oh, good grief! Okay, B and H, it is. If it was like a couple bucks. I would have. It's, yeah, it's under twenty bucks. So it's. Yeah, I think Amazon's twenty four ninety nine or something like that. Cool, excellent pick of the week, Doug, and you kept it under a hundred dollars. I wonder if Shiv Verma can keep his pick. No, under... I can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my, my my pick has a purpose. Okay. So I, oh, I've got... as opposed to Doug's, who's purposeless, but yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, See, I mean. It, it, if if you you do video right and yeah. and you shoot Panasonic mm-hmm. and you probably upgraded your camera to do the uh, vlog, yes, right. So when you shoot vlog, it looks like hell on the screen. And what is vlog for people that are scratching their heads? Well, vlog basically allows you to record a much larger dynamic range, mm-hmm. but the file is flat. So it looks like a washed out uh, image if you look at the image on the screen behind your camera. Yeah. And, yeah. and the only way then to, to get all the color and all the information is to bring it into your processor, into your you know, video processing engine, and then apply what's known as a lookup table. So it looks up the colors and now you see all the colors. You have to shoot slightly overexposed because you're really shooting video in high dynamic range. You're not yeah. taking three images, but the actual video is being shot in a much larger dynamic range. Yeah. Wider, so, wider gamut. Wider gamut. Not so much color, it's just the range. Okay. The color gamut pretty much remains the same, but the dynamic range increases. Okay. So if you can't see what you're shooting, you can't really adjust for what you would like to see. And since you have to shoot based upon the scene overexposed, you end up sort of doing it by feel rather than by a good visual sense. So the product that I'm talking about, it's not the most expensive one, it is the cheapest one, allows you to actually take that file or take that video signal and show it in its true colors. So live. So this is live. before even processing, this yeah. is you actually see 
what you're shooting in vlog, which is flat, and on the on the display on say your, your GH4, it's going to look flat. But when you plug in this device, you see it in its true intended glory. Right, and then cool. what you can also do is look at the histogram and look at the uh, the waveform and adjust it so that you're actually not going to blow out anything that is being recorded. Oh, wow. So the, the other advantage is, of course, it takes full 10-bit out of your GH4 and puts it into an SSD. Uh, your recording capacity is greatly increased, and you have a reasonably sized 7-inch monitor sitting on top of your camera or on the side of your camera. And it looks so, like it takes batteries as well, so you could, you yeah, could be it takes, mobile. Um, yeah, what's nice about it is it t- has two batteries. And typically, as one battery runs out, you swap it out. And the charger that they provide you actually charges the battery faster than the system can drain it. So you never really run out of battery. Wow, that is really cool. All right, so... Uh, Doug K. So uh, the price of this thing is what it looks like. It's twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Doug, you you mentioned that you have video chops in your past. What do you think of this thing? No, is this it, is, is it good? this is terrific. And um, and these guys have come out with so many products in terms of monitors and other devices for video. And I, I want to make sure that what Chip said is clear to everybody. There are two things. One is, first of all, it's a monitor and a recorder. All you do is add SSD drive to it, I think, in, in your set. Yes. So it's a, it's a monitor. It's a seven-inch monitor with recorder, but it has modes. So you can look at you can look at your your uh, your HDR mode and view this very flat, low contrast image to make sure that you know either with the histogram or without, but you can see what the full range is. But then for actually doing, for actually shooting and seeing what it might look like after color grading, it's not going to be the same because, of course, you're going to make certain decisions during color grading that you're not going to reflect here necessarily. But you can push a button and switch back and forth between your low-contrast log file and your high-contrast final version. I think it's, and for $1,300, given what else is out there on the market, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, this is this is pretty amazing. Um, I had no idea that it could do that when I saw this because my pick is similar to this, but I don't think my pick lets you do that on the fly viewing of of um, you know that flat vlog footage. So I'll have to double check on that. But that's pretty that's pretty amazing. I, I and, think and, and, and Doug and Frederick, just as an FYI. Uh, this is a product that you can actually color calibrate. So you can use your X-Rite i1 Pro display mm. and use it to calibrate this device. Oh, now, you do crazy. need to connect it to your computer because the computer then reads the, uh, the colors, the, all the color patches, generates a lookup table, and the lookup table gets fed back into the uh, Ninja Flame uh, and sits in, as a lookup table in there. So, you know, if if you have this out in the field and, you know, you think that the the screen is deteriorating over time, you can go and recalibrate it, you know, for each shoot if you want or each month or however you like to do your calibration. Now, where are you shooting video, Shiv? Where are you you shooting on your workshops or for some other projects? Uh some some projects have come up that require it and so I've decided might as well go do some on the workshops also. 
Very cool. And people who are interested in learning about it, I mean, here's a, you know, it's it's a tool to be able to show them what all this is about. And, you know, Vlog, I mean, the, the GH4 Vlog is, is really incredible if you know how to use it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you'll struggle with it, but this just makes it so much easier. You know, it, was just, it wasn't more than a couple of years ago that you would spend $1,000 just for a small 7-inch monitor alone, and it only did 1080. And it was mm-hmm. just a monitor. So now here's $1,300. It's, it, it can attach to an SSD drive to record. It does 4K, and it does the, the Vlog stuff as well as you know normal contrast. So they've come a long way with this stuff. Oh yeah, it's 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 really incredible, and and the the SSDs actually just you know slide in and out at the back. Yeah. So yeah. You know, so you you you, you own this right, or are you planning on getting it? Uh, no, this is I'm planning on getting it. This one is a loner. Oh okay, yeah. So you're you're in love with it already. So you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that is crazy. Okay, so my pick. I'm bringing it up here because it's very similar to yours. Interesting though, yours. This is this whole world is just scary because <laughs> it's there's so much of the video world and the audio and all this stuff. There's so much to learn. Yeah, while you're bringing so your thing up, you know, think about this, right? We talk about harvesting 4K stills. Yeah, can you imagine harvesting vlog stills and actually having oh, HDR man. images oh, instead of man. shooting three and then trying to worry about processing them? Oh, that's right. See, and you talk about me spending your money, and now you're <laughs> like, <laughs> "All right, guys, thanks, Shiv. That was both of you guys. Those are great picks." So, mine, my pick is similar to Shiv's. It's the Black Magic Video Assist. Let me bring it up on the screen here. So, very similar to what you were talking about, Shiv. I don't know if it has the the, the on the fly vlog conversion, but it is beautiful. So, this thing I've been setting up a studio inside of my, my spare bedroom with a green screen and all that for some projects that I'm working on. And coincidentally, black magic said, Hey, do you want to try this thing out? So they sent me a loner and I'm playing with the loner. I'm going to give it, I'm going to send it over to Joseph Lenashki, who's going to play with it as well. But this thing has changed the way that I view not only my GH four, but video on from one of these devices. Cause up to this point I was thinking, and I don't know if I would have, I probably would have purchased one in a couple of years or so. But up to this point, I was thinking, why do I need to buy one of those things? I have an LCD built in. I can just use that. You know, I can face it forward. It's all good to go. This thing takes HDMI out of my GH4, goes in. I can see the beautiful screen. It does focus peaking. It has two, two um, SD slots on it that will, it, it will daisy chain and record to give you, you know, that amount of space to record on. Um, it's a touch screen. I mean, the whole, the whole nine yards. So I've got it set up and I'll post a video of this. I think, um, I'll post a video to the, to the blog, but it's got, you know, I've got it set up where my HDMI out of the camera is going into the, into the black magic video assist. I'm coming out of the black magic video assist into a flat screen in the room so I can live monitor what's happening in the studio. I've got XLR mics plugged into it because it has a high-quality digital audio recorder built into it. So I've got XLR mics plugged into it. I've got a headphone, a set of headphones plugged into it. So I feel like I'm CNN. I can watch, I can watch and, and be confident that I got the shot. 
you know, focus, everything is perfect before I press the record button. And nothing is happening on the GH4 other than it's feeding the video signal into this thing. It's handling everything else from the audio to the video to the levels of the, of the audio channels. I have a histogram on there. The whole nine yards, it's all plugged in. And it's got, on the back of it, it has a, um, you can plug, uh, I think it's standard Canon batteries into the back of it so that you can take it in the field. They've got two models. They've got a 5-inch version um, and then a 7-inch version, which gives you more output, or it, it handles 4K, whereas the 5-inch only handles uh, 1920 by 1080. Um, but the 7-inch seven, the seven version is what I have. The interesting thing about this, though, is the price. So the 7-inch version is 900 bucks. That's the one I have. It's only 900 bucks. Again, you know, looking at the one that you were talking about, Shiv, it doesn't, I don't know if it has that on-the-fly V-Log conversion. Yeah, it does. It, it does. Has, yeah, it has V-Log conversion. And, and the nice thing about it is that using SSDs, um, you know, you can use a terabyte, one terabyte disk in here uh, for yeah. literally unlimited recording. Yeah, this thing is uh, it's, it, it'll it's do, beautiful. It'll do, it'll do your, uh, you know, audio in, mic in, line. Mm-hmm. It's got it SDI, not SDI in, SDI out. It's got analog, which I use an analog or the that three prong three pronged analog jack to XLR conversion in there. It's got HDMI in, HDMI out, um, and then like I said, the two SD slots, micro or the uh, a remote jack, as well as the uh, you know the headphone for monitoring. Right. The the one thing the one thing that this does not have you have to get the next version up if you want SDI in. Uh, this only does HDMI in, so uh, right, there's there's right. that one difference. The the other thing is, yeah, it does you know full you know high res. But I don't know if there is another monitor out there that is as bright as this. Uh, this thing goes up to uh, fifteen hundred nits. Which one? The 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 the, uh, the, the black Atomos. magic. No, oh, the, the Atomos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how bright the uh, Black Magic goes, but if you're outdoors, you know, in in bright daylight, typically that's where you have high contrast scenes. You need a device that is very bright, and yeah. fortunately, this you know goes up to fifteen hundred nits, and that's that's bright as bright can be. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I have I haven't taken this one outside at all. Like I said, it's been in in a darkened studio, and it's been pretty bright in there. In fact, I'd had to turn it down a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah, that might be a concern if you wanted to take these things outside. I could see me doing that in the future as I get more and more into this video thing, wanting to go outside. I was speaking with Joseph Lenashki because he shoots with a device like this. Probably the, it's probably the one that you have or one similar. He has the Assassin. The Assassin. Yeah, and he was telling me that he's got this rig, you know, that he's got the GH4 on and then mics and then the display on there. And I'm like, wow, that's a commitment. It's the op- Doug. It's the opposite of what you're talking about with minimalism. <laughs> and I was I was in uh, I was in Joseph's studio last month. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's what he was talking about. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got Joseph. Yeah. Joseph has some some beautiful gear up there. I told Joseph he has a big of Rube Rube Goldberg in him because he likes he likes the mousetrap action up there. <laughs> But he, uh, he, the the studio that that man has built, uh, and I haven't seen it personally. Just he giving me virtual walkarounds. But the studio that he's built, I think he could do whatever. He could create productions out of that place that rival anything anything you see on television. 
you know, it's it's amazing. Amazing what you can do with with brains and a little will and some talent, right? Oh, don't don't leave <laughs> and out a, the, and a little money, a little, and a little money. money. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my other and my final pick of the week is uh, this guy. So do you you remember you guys remember this camera? You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, the DXO. The DXO one. Yes. So a couple of things that I poo pooed this camera about when when they first came out with it. I didn't really poo poo it, but I was. You know, I was disappointed that it didn't have a tripod socket on it, and they've they've done a couple things. So they've they've issued a software update, which didn't put a tripod socket on, <laughs> but they issued a software update, and it turns out these guys were so smart that when they built these, they included a Wi-Fi chip. So their claim to fame when they launched it was it has this lightning port on there where you could just plug it in and go. But and they never made any mention of any Wi-Fi capabilities, which is what Sony was doing with their with their lens camera. But they 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 had the chip in here and they activated it like a you know like a sleeper agent. They activated their little chip, turned it on with this version 2.0 of the software, and now you and but they went a, a step further. When you plug this thing into your your phone. Of course, it launches the app, and you can go take pictures. But then if you unplug it, it's already authenticated itself to your Wi-Fi network. So you don't have to find the network and all that. It's already authenticated. So they, they've eliminated the, okay, I have to pick the right network and then sign in and all that. Once you plug it in, it's signed in. You unplug it, and you can keep shooting, which, which I think changes a lot. They've also released a couple of accessories for it. The most important for me is this foot. Look at that. Mm. So now it can stand up by itself, but not only that, you can put it on a tripod, finally. <laughs> is, that, just, is that Play Darker Swiss? Is it the know, same size or no? I think it might. You know, I haven't even tried that. I think it might be Arca Swiss. Yeah, yeah it looks, look it's that. got a dovetail, so it kind of looks like... Right? It, look at that. Yeah. So so there's that. And then they took it a step further. They they released these guys. And they sent me this stuff over here, so I had I haven't purchased this stuff. I just wait, I, but, I want to see that little DXO on a ten pound tripod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna put it on a big heavy tripod. Right. Yeah. And then just and just stand there like you have attitude, like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have this little case for it, finally. So you can, if you want to be that guy, Doug, and, and put it on your belt, you can put it on your belt. Um, but, but then check this out, what they came out with. Look at this. A little yellow submarine. <laughs> a housing, an underwater housing for this guy. Oh, Sony's going to come after them. It's yellow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sony yellow. <laughs> so it's got that. Then it's got it's got two backs. So it's got this one back, which is rated to I don't I don't know I don't have the specs in front of me, but this is the one that you want to go under underwater with. And then it has another back that is capacitive touch. Mm-hmm. So you get it will pass through your fingerprint or your your swipe touch yeah. your touchscreen commands through it underwater, which is kind of cool. So. Yeah, I think they they did a really good job, and they addressed a, a lot of my concerns. My main concern still, and this is, you know, knowing that this iPhone 7 is coming out, do you really need to carry another device around with you? So that's the one concern. But they did they did address my concern about not having a tripod and being able to put this thing and stabilize it. And not only that, it ha- it's flat on the bottom, so you can set it down like that and have it, you know, Instead of because the bottom by naturally the bottom is rounded, so you can't put it down anywhere. Now you can just set it down. And do I think photos. the iPhone Seven with the Osmo Two 
the the you know the gimbal. Yeah, the Osmo Mobile. Mobile, yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of you know rounds up. Yeah, you're like that's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. 2016 yeah. into 2017, and then we'll see what's going to come. And, and at this point, yeah. you'll, you'll be able to get all those accessories for your DX01, but now you need a backpack to carry them all. <laughs> I, know. I don't know, but it's cool though. It's cool. I'm I'm gonna use this. Okay. I think now now. Um, oh, and this this is a filter, a standard filter thread on this on this. It looks like too. a minion. It totally looks like a minion. Doesn't it? they should have named it that? Um, but I I'll tell you, I'll use my DXO one more now than I would before, just because because of the Wi-Fi capability, because of the fact I put I can put on a tripod. I'm not much of an underwater person yet. But I know a lot of photographers are moving in that direction, and this might be a good excuse to put it in the water and try to get some underwater shots. So, the yeah, iPhone I'm, Seven might be underwater proof. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, like the Samsung yeah. Seven, it's underwater proof, and it actually explodes from time to time. I hear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you hear about that? That's like no, whole- no. I, I heard about the Samsung. Uh, Galaxy yeah. 7 exploding. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm re- talking about. Recall, yeah. The recall. Yeah. yeah, they recalled all of those things. For That's so sad. Because I, I was looking at that camera. It's, I swear, I'm an Apple iPhone person. I saw that phone, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just get one to play around with. Because that looks really, <laughs> really cool. That All the little features that that thing can do was like... Until uh, you heard the big bang in your neighbor's house. Yeah, because I don't need that happening in my front pocket. You know, that could that could end badly. <laughs> This could not, or in my back pocket, you know, could not be good. So, all right, guys, uh, let's, where are the notes at? <laughs> I got so many windows on my screen, it's crazy. All right, guys, so uh, that's it. We're at the end of the show. Before we close off and end this session, Doug K., what do you have coming up? What are you working on, man? Well, now that Gordon Lang is back from his European summer vacation, uh, we're ramping up more episodes of All About the Gear, so expect to see those in the next few weeks. And, of course, I've got Cuba Photo Workshops coming up. uh, Still open. uh, See, November's sold out, but we still have a few slots open for January and March of 2017. Not only that, if you go to DougKate.com slash workshops and inquire there, if you do register, you can get $100 off using the code TWIP100. Look at that. TWIP100. Can Is that hackable? Like if they put in TWIP200, will it not $200? <laughs> well, I better test it, huh? <laughs> yeah, you might want to test TWIP that. TWIP 5000. There we go. Exactly. You'll, you'll owe everyone money. But yeah, we got this will be my... Let's see, my eighth and ninth trips to Cuba, and uh, I just love it. And we've got the, the January trip is Havana only. It's a short one, six days. And then we get the full 10-day trip in March where we go to Havana, Vinales, and Trinidad as well. So Very check nice. It out. Very nice. Look at that. Very cool. You, you're you loving it down there, man. I do. I love, I love it. it. Cool. All right. Shiv Verma, what about you, man? What's coming up for you? So, well, the next one is Iceland. Trip number fourteen, I think that's Iceland. Yes, Wait, and then uh, then I've got I got a few spaces available on my uh, Yellowstone and Grand Tetons in October. So it also carries the Twip one hundred designation for a f- you know hundred dollars off. Excellent, excellent. I love and, it. And and I think I think if you know folks want to go onto my website and check out the workshops pages. Um, <coughs> Just you know, 
check out the ones you want and uh we'll we'll talk about doing trip discounts for some of the others you're 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 open to negotiation is that what you're saying yes yes yeah there, there <laughs> are some there are some that i can't negotiate uh, because those are not 100 percent my own i'm doing a few trips with uh m&m photo tours so those are not discountable but my travel t- will make them you know trip discountable i love it and double africa yeah, Double Africa. So you can do Namibia, or you can do Botswana, or you can do Namibia and Botswana because they're back-to-back. Wow, wow. And two bodies, two lenses. Two and bodies. A phone and an Osmo Mobile, right? Perfect. Well, actually, now now I'm kind of stuck. I've got to take the Ninja plane oh. with me. <laughs> yeah, which means yeah. cables and all this yes, other stuff. Yes, and batteries and, then a tripod. and chargers and yeah. tripod. And, and that, that cage that you showed us. Cage and hookups. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, you, 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 you open one door and they all open. You know, I know, I know, I know. But it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, it's funny because when I, when I started getting into this mirrorless thing, I thought... It, it, I was I was lusting after the Fuji X100 at the time. I don't even know if it was the S. It was the X100. And um, I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to get that camera, and that's all I'm going to shoot with. That's it. I'm tired of all these lenses and flashes and all. I was going to get that camera, and that's going to be that's going to be my camera. I'm going to learn it inside and out. Fast forward to today, and I think I have something like nine lenses yes. <laughs> for, for the Micro Four Thirds system. Four you know, bodies. Four, at least four bodies, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, there's no, no signing of stuff, no signing of stuff. But I'll tell you, the camera that I grab all the time is the Panasonic Lumix GX8. That's all, that's the camera that goes with me 90% of the time these days. And the GH4 is permanently on a tripod in the studio right now. So that's kind of my So, You know, interesting you talk about the GX8. I love the GX8. But I'm absolutely fascinated with the image quality of the 85. Really? The, it has no anti-aliasing filter. So, and, and there is no more So it is so clean. It is so beautiful. It's really, really an amazing quality. Ah, uh, stop it. Stop Doug, it. you haven't I, done a review <laughs> on that, have you? No. Yeah, I think so. No, Doug, <laughs> Doug on you that, did. On the 85? Yeah. yeah. I think we did. I lose track. Uh, yeah, you have to check. <laughs> yeah. I thought Too many did. cameras. Yeah. But the the eighty five does not have a microphone jack on it, sir. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> Why? It's, because you it's record for still double photography. System. It's for still photography. Oh, oh, you know, I mean, it doesn't have a microphone jack. It's it, it'll do four K video, but the fact remains that when you're doing, you know, if you want to do video, stay with the GH four vlog. It's got it all. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's or the, the best does video the GX8 camera do yet. vlog? It doesn't, huh? right? No, <clears throat> does the no. GX8 GX8 doesn't do vlog? No, no. Yeah. the GH4 is the only one that does it. Mm. Ah, too, too many choices. Why can't they just like you know reduce like put everything in one perfect camera body? Well, think and, about it. All know, the firmware upgrades, there. you know, they're sort of unified. All the post-focus stuff, they've unified all the. Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah, 4K photos. So, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, gentlemen. Thank you both for coming on. I know we rescheduled this recording once, so thanks for your flexibility and coming on the show and sharing your pearls of wisdom about photography and bragging about your amazing photo adventures. <laughs> <coming up. laughs> 
Thank you, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a you're real right. pleasure. You guys are you're, are very welcome. Thanks, Doug, for coming yeah. on. I appreciate you as well. All right, folks, we are at the end of another episode of TWIP. Be sure to visit the new TWIP school at twipschool.com. And, of course, you can check out thisweekinphoto.com, where all of our shows are listed, including Doug K's amazing show called, what is it, Doug? All About the Gear, because it's all about the gear. Because it's all about the gear. Nothing else matters. You don't need talent or anything. Just buy good gear, and you're good to go. And also subscribe to us on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. We have an Instagram account for TWIP now, so follow us there as well, and on YouTube, of course. And with that, it is time to take that lens cap off. Weekend Photo is a Pixelcore.tv production produced by Suzanne Llewellyn with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar.